that's the kind of relationship that you enjoy. It has nothing to do, you know, whether I'm on a Zoom or in person, doesn't make a difference in the legal advice I'm giving, but it's a relationship that matters. You are more than a lawyer. You are a powerhouse. Welcome to Powerhouse Lawyers. I'm your host, Erin Gerner, a former lawyer, wife, mom, entrepreneur, and coach. And I'm here to show you what's possible. So if you're ready, let's go. Hey, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show. So excited you guys are here. Today, we are having a very interesting conversation and one I am so excited for you guys to hear because anyone who's ever practiced law knows what billing by the hour means and how much it sucks and like how much we hate it. If you, I mean, I don't know if there's ever a lawyer who hasn't billed by the hour because that's basically how the entire legal profession operates. We're bringing on a lady today that is flipping that narrative completely on its head because she has come up with an entire system, a software, a program, a coaching program, and her firm is running incredibly profitable, profitably using her method. It, I honestly, I think it's going to change the entire legal industry is the more we talk about this. This is when we think about serving our clients the best way, that is what our next guest is doing. How many times do you hear people be like, oh my God, you're an attorney. Like, oh, we can't talk to you. You're going to bill me by the hour or your clients. I mean, how many professions do you know where the bill is basically like a negotiation from the first time that you get it? You don't even know what your bill is going to be for the month because you don't know how much they've billed you on a certain project. What if you had the conversation up front? about how much things were going to cost and what this was going to look like. So everybody's on the same page. So as a lawyer, you're not defending your work on the back end. And as a client, you're not defending how much time something should or should not have taken. I'm absolutely fascinated by what this next guest has created, the platform that she has created. And I am absolutely blessed and honored to be able to give her a place to be able to tell more people about it. So Let's start 2024 cheering, not to the billable hour, but but cheersing to eliminating the billable hour. What would that look like if we could eliminate the billable hour in the legal profession? It kind of sounds mind-blowing, but listen to our next guest because I really think it could be a reality. Hey, powerhouses. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to welcome our next guest. We have become fast friends, kindred spirits, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to hear her story and learn all the juicy goodness that she has to share with us. So Gwen Griggs um, is the co-founder of Advos Legal and Advos Pro and has a background both in big law and C-suite roles. In Advos Legal, she and her partner built a new model that instead of hours measures what matters to the client, team, and owner the most. With Advos Pro, Pro's community, the Advosphere, I love that, um, Law Firm Owner Roundtable, The Accelerator, and their proprietary training course on the P3 method, they help law firms break up with the outdated billable hour. Can we give a slow golf clap for that model <laughs> and begin measuring their worth and expertise in or their worth in expertise and results. Gwen's superpowers are big picture vision and client experience. At Advos Pro, she is leveraging 
her powers to transform the legal industry so it delivers an incredible, fulfilling experience, both for lawyers and their clients. Gwen, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And did you see all those like power, superpower, leveraging powers, like yes. tied right into your- All the things. I am just, the fact that we can even think about there not being a billable hour sounds like the most- exciting place to ever live. But before we get there, I would love if you would tell our listeners just a little bit about you. Take us back to the beginning. Why did you go to law school and how has this all come full circle for you? Sure. That that goes in the way, way back machine. But I actually decided to become a lawyer writing a paper on Brown versus Board of Education when I was 11 years old. And I came, I come from sort of a humble background and I read this story of a man who like changed our world. And I thought, oh, so you become a lawyer and you change the world. Like, yes, sign me up. That's what I'm for. Um, And the funny thing for all of us who had an idea, I had no lawyers in my family. I had no mentors. I had no one to tell me what that meant. And to some degree, that's kind of a good thing because I couldn't like pop my bubble of what it, what it should be. Right. I didn't, didn't have any preconceived notions there and went to law school, did well in law school, ended up in big law, general counsel of a company. And 10 years later, I'm sort of thinking to myself, how did I get here? This was, this was not the intention. This is not what I imagined. So that is the start of it. So after that 10-year spot, because that is, I resonate so much with that and so many of the female lawyers that I talk to very much have that thought of like, how did I get here and what am I doing? So talk to me what that point was like for you and then what you did from there. Sure. Well, I'll even kind of reverse a bit and say I showed up at, at Holland and Knight, a big law firm um, here in North Florida, and and I had never understood billing by the hour as a model. So I show up and they start telling me I need to bill every six minutes of my day. And it just broke my brain because I thought, wait a second, if I come up with a solution and figure something out quickly, I actually have to go find other things to do today to become valuable, right? And someone else is like taking a long time to figure it out and they are going to win because they have more hours. And it's like, it made zero sense to me. Um, then general counsel role actually was a role where you're very much focused on what is the right thing to do and what is the priority and what is the strategy. And so that made a lot of sense to me. It's just that you have one client. So if they're buying and selling businesses or changing, you're constantly starting over. Um, and had a, our own, We I started a firm once in the early 2000s with a couple partners and thought I wanted to try to figure out how to be fractional general counsel, but the hourly billing model kind of sucks you back in. Like it's just so easy and clients understand it and you don't have to educate them. And I wasn't, I think I wasn't far enough along in my career to feel as strong about saying, actually, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and this is sort of a funny aside too. I, after the second time I was general counsel, took a position at a company in a kind of an operations role where I was not lawyering, which was probably one of the most powerful experiences of like, how does the law fit into the whole business model? How, you know, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And, and pricing, right? Like appreciating that every other business at the end of the day have people that work for them and they pay those people a salary. 
but they don't go to their client and say, next month, I'm going to tell you what you're going to pay me for the work. Like they find a way to price. So pricing is not a mystery in, in any other business, just in ours. And then in 2015, I said, you know what, we're going to do it. And we're going to, I'm far enough along that I'm willing to commit and we're going to educate our clients and we're going to teach them there's a better way. And that's how we did it. So huge advocate for being an entrepreneur, building what works for you and your family and your life. And it's been a fun journey. Absolutely. And it sounds like, and what I really love and appreciate is that you allowed yourself to do different things and experience different things and then take from that, you know, what you liked, what you appreciated and still it sounds like there's always, there's a common theme in your mind. It's like, how can we make this more efficient? Why are we not more efficient in the law? Like, and especially when you said you're working for that, you know, non-legal situation, you were like, right. this is, why are we so in, inefficient? So talk to me about that thought process and then how you've carried that through to your firm now and the work that you're doing. Talk to me about making us more efficient. Yeah. Well, I'll say two things. One is efficient. And, and also effective, right? And also like enjoy what you do. So every experience, you, you go into an experience and you're like, here are the things I love about it, right? Big law for me, I had amazing mentors. The work was, ama- was incredibly interesting. I, like that growth, that trajectory, that, there were pieces of it that were great. And then there were some pieces of it that were dumb, like, <laughs> right? Like, like that, that is just why clients don't want more hours my job is to deliver hours. Like that doesn't make any sense. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. It can be different. And so we actually adopted tech companies use this concept called agile or scrum. That's just, it's continuous improvement. It's saying, let's always look back at this last period, whether it's a month, whether it's a week, you know, a quarter, let's look back at that quarter and say, what was great? What do we want to make sure we do? And we continue and we and then what didn't work? And if it didn't work, how do we fix it? Right. And so that belief that we actually can change everything, that is the, I think the key and what's really empowering is efficiency, if efficiency is appropriate, right? Or or making efficient what really matters, or looking at the business. I mean, here's a here's an aha that we had in, in that journey. The Every, as a lawyer, you think all you're doing all day long is serving clients, right? But as a business owner, you realize you're serving clients, you're getting clients, your team is billing your client. Like there's a whole lot, probably 50% of the effort in a firm is not delivering work. And so to some degree, you can test out efficiencies and workflows and automation in the areas that clients don't see, Right in the onboarding process or the billing process. Like how, how can we make those processes? And then the team gets some great muscle memory that, oh, look, it used to take me half a day to do this thing. Now the computer can do half of it. I'm going to do, you know, it's going to take me an hour. And then when people start seeing how powerful that is, now if we have decoupled what we're getting paid from hours, now it makes a ton of sense to do that in, in the practice of law too. That's incredible. So talk to me about moving away from the billable hour. Cause it's interesting. I just had a conversation with another lawyer 
and I was actually telling her about you. Um, and I was like, she, you. I was, you. yes, of course yes. I'm a connector. Like, this is what I love to do. Yes. I love to like introduce my girls to each other. So anyway, her name's Lauren Klein and she used to work at Holland Knight. So you may even know her, but she's oh. younger, but anyway, that's very bizarre in a small world. But anyway, um, I was telling her about you and she's like, well, that would be great. We'd love to do that. But like, we work with high net worth clients and like, that's not going to work like in the estate planning field and like all this kind of stuff. So can you speak to that a little bit? Because I think like when we say like moving away from the billable hour, that sounds fine, but there's always a, but there. like every lawyer I talk to is like, yeah, but that's not going to work for me. So why does it work for them? And how can it? Right. It's so funny too, because I think, um, professional hazard almost like we are skeptics right? We've been trained all through law school to look for the, why it doesn't work. Here's the 5,000 reasons it doesn't work. Um, And then I also think a lot of people have tried flat fees without, we've actually developed a pretty refined process around it. So if you say, I'm going to do a flat fee, and then you haven't explained to the client, here are the variables or here are the, um, here's the range, um, and, or you're spending a ton of time creating the scope, right? Like that's, none of those things are efficient, right? So we find it does work in every practice we have looked at. Estate and trust is actually one that works really well. Real estate's a great, another one. And the the interesting thing about the estate and trust area is if you have these long relationships with your clients in the high net worth world, right? If you're doing just a, just a small estate plan, you might say it's a flat fee, right? Or a range, but if you're saying you're going to have, you're going to need to title things, you're going to have questions along the way, you're this, we call it on-call counsel. You're going to be able to provide this on-call counsel, right? And there's, there are value. There's, there's a value to that client to knowing they can call you, knowing that it's not going to cost them more. In our world, we, the bill goes out on the first of the month, right? So there's like literally no one who's sending the bill out. There's no one who's paying attention to was it more or less, right? And the client is likewise set up ACH to auto pay us, just like they pay their mortgage payment or their whatever, you know, subscription kind of payments. And you take all of the conversation around the bill wasn't what I expected or, right, I didn't know that was going to, you were going to charge me for that. Um, when we have sent clients to hourly billing lawyers in the estate and trust plan in in particular, what we hear back often is how frustrated they were that I paid all this money for whatever. And now I have a question about how to title something and you're going to send me a bill for $200, right? Like, can't you just tell me it's going to be like, add that in, add that, add it in with a factor on the front end, but let me know that I'm going to have some certainty because people really, really value that certainty. I don't know if I know of any other profession where the bill is like the vaguest thing of the entire freaking process. Like as a consumer, like buyer, seller, like you think about this, like in reality of terms of how our world works today, like I want X, how much does it cost? It costs this, send me the bill, not here's the bill. And now we're going to negotiate the bill. It's like, what was the movie where she negotiated her grades where she was clueless? Oh, yeah. Right. Where she yes. was like, this is just, a, this is just the beginning negotiation. This is just a, yeah. First offer. Yeah. Right. This is just my first <laughs> offer of the bill. 
the legal, right. I, I don't know any other sector of the world who operates on this like wild, like wild, wild west of billing. So how right. do you tell me about how you guys work? How do you guys operate when someone comes to you, say you're intake a new client? How does your process work? Yeah. So we have we've created um, a membership document. So it's sort of a one page document that that really helps them explain on call counsel is included. Right. Um, we through you know, we started in 2015. So we have eight years of what didn't work, right, and how it how it didn't work well, and and from that really can narrow down that if we schedule every other week meetings, right, that way you're not sending me messages all along the way. We're going to have a list of all the things we're going to talk about during that meeting. We also had developed some no code, low code software behind it to to manage our um, our work project management again, like like lots of other businesses have. And so our client knows when they send us something, it's going to be, we're not going to lose it. It's going to be captured in that project management system. And then when we have our regular meetings, we're going to go through all the things. So, so clients have far more confidence than when I build by the hour. And I hoped I remembered the email you sent me, right? Like, because now we have an incentive to make sure things don't fall through the cracks, to take responsibility for that um, and make sure things get to closure too. That's another thing that we watch in our practice. The lawyer would send the final, but they would never actually make sure that things were signed, right? And so in our system, we're going to make sure that is signed. So, and then it's membership level. So a client might be at the $2,500 month or a $5,000 a month. And what they're getting in our world, we call them points. So in they're fungible, right? They, you know, like you can replace them. Like if... If I think I need to bring on some capital and I think this, then I decide I'm not going to do that. I then can take those points and apply them in another place. And so we don't have to scope everything from the front end. We can be really flexible and change. We look historically at what they've spent. Like that's, that is one of the metrics we look at. Or for a lot of our clients, we'll say, this is so different. We're going to start you off at the very, very lowest membership. We're going to do a deep dive just like a general counsel would when they step in. We're going to really understand your business. And then we're going to make a recommendation on a roughly quarterly basis to say, here's what we think you should be focused on. And it'll move, and they'll move up and down depending on the volume. But we, but we are measuring something in our world. It's points, which, which is the deliverable, not just what, what, when I've heard people say it doesn't work for us, it's because they've said, you get unlimited access to me right? You know, or they're still trying to figure out, this is another thing we watch. Everything inside the law firm is built around ours. So we are rewarding other people on the team based on the hours they've built and collected, right? And so for us to think about how are we going to change that, it takes work, it takes thought, but it, you end up with a practice where the client isn't afraid to talk to you you have much, much deeper relationships with them because they're, you're, they're telling you the bigger picture of things that are happening. And then we're able to give much better advice too, because we, we know what is happening. We know this thing may be legally risky, but it's tiny risk, right? This thing is, you know, 90% of your revenue comes here. Let's focus on, on the things that matter. That is so. really incredible to me because like, I'm just hearing you and I'm saying, I'm thinking, 
what a benefit to the client. Like I'm just pulling myself out of my attorney's shoes and thinking of myself as a client going to a lawyer, because that's the thing. Like as a client, there are things that you either don't tell, don't reveal or whatever, because you're like, they're going to charge me freaking $500 for that. Like, I don't know if I should even mention that because it's going to cost me more money, right? Like everything I tell them is like another drop in the money bucket. And so to me, like the relationship between attorney and client is hindered by the billable hour, their relationship at all. So, I mean, you can much better represent your client. I mean, you have a full spectrum approach to how you're viewing your client and you actually have all the information so you can best serve them. Right. Absolutely. And we're in a world of like, in our world, we measure everything. So that to me, you're going to get what you measure. If you measure hours, you're going to get more hours, right? In our world, we measure net promoter score. So we send out to our client a survey on a scale of one to 10, how likely are they to refer? And the industry average is like a 38 and we're 90 because our, our clients, right, ex- yeah. have an experience with us where they're, they're not sitting there in the back of the mind thinking I'm burning money as I'm talking to them or... They asked me about the football game I went to. Am I paying them $500 an hour to talk about the football game? Oh my God. Yeah. This is like, this is revolutionary. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Gwen, this is revolutionary. So you are also not, you obviously practice this in your firm, clearly, right. but you're right. teaching other law firms and other lawyers how to do this. Talk to me a little bit about that. And I love that you're paying it forward because I mean, I will say again, this is revolutionary. Like, <laughs> I mean, we, we've talked previously about this, but I haven't really heard the logistics and the mechanics. Now I'm going, this is amazing. Like, why would everyone not do this? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're so excited. It's kind of a fun time in the world. Like, like this podcast, as an example, like 15, 20 years ago, you couldn't get the word out as powerfully and quickly as we can today. So it it's kind of like the world has conspired to be this perfect moment of ready to have it. And we're seeing too, the generative AI, the AI products, like that fits beautifully in our model because we're going to get paid the same. We're going to continue to deliver great products where obviously security, privacy, all of that matters a lot. And if, if everyone on our team can let the machines do the part of the job that they hate and they get to do the part of the job that they love, right? Which is, which is having great relationships with their clients, understanding who their clients are. We have a client right now, he just moved into space and he so wants us to come see his space. Like, like it's, that's the kind of relationship that you enjoy. It has nothing to do, you know, whether I'm on a Zoom or in person, doesn't make a difference in the legal advice I'm giving, but it's a relationship that matters. So I don't think I've answered your full full question. (laughs) So tell me about the program that you, do you have, like what is your um, coaching program or it's Advos Pro? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So we have Advos Pro, which, and we have this free community that we are building, the Advosphere. Um, Yes. I love that so Um, much. And we'll put all this in the show notes, you guys, you guys can go link up. I mean, go get it. I mean, there's a free community where you can go in here and just at least like get in and ask questions and stuff. So we'll put all this in the show notes sure, so people can sure. get in there. Yes. And and we are, I will say we are, um, it's vetted. So like everyone who's in there is someone that Whitney or myself, Sarah on our team have talked to because we really want this community to feel incredibly comfortable to share. This is what's working. This isn't, this is what's not working. Here's my challenges. 
And so we didn't want it to be just a free for all if anyone can join. So it's, there's a vetting to it, but we're really curating this incredible community of how to practice really well. Inside that community, you can sign up to, um, for our course and our course has two levels. One is um, kind of a DIY version. And then one is a with coaching version. And it has what we've been doing one-on-one for the last handful of years. And what we've done, Whitney in particular, has gathered the parts of the work that we are repeating back to everything we can. How can we make it more efficient, right? How do we make it more efficient and how can we reach more people, right? So if, if we're limited to just the two of us or three of us, then we are capped at how many people we can reach. So we took the parts of it that are, in, we call it the P3 method, pricing, pitching, and profitability. So first doing some deep dive into how to price and looking at historical data or you know, starting point, the way every other business would price, right? Like let's look at what this price can be based on data. And then in the in the course, you've got we've got Excel spreadsheets, we've got worksheets, we've got things so that you're sort of coached through how to do that. Um, then pitching, because it it is new. Clients are not familiar with it in this profession, right? Like your point, every other profession, right? You call up and you say, I need X. And they say, okay, it costs Y, right? They, it's not a mystery. There's no mystery. It's not, it's going to start here. And then next month, I'm going to send you something more. And we're going to talk about whether you're going to pay it or not, right? Um and then the, the third module is that pro- profitability, which is where we love to play. Like if, if we know what pricing is, we have clients paying. Now, how are we every day thinking about how can we improve the systems? How can we train our team? How can we measure productivity? And productivity related to what matters to our clients, right? Which is, did we deliver high quality work product? Because at the end of the day, we are delivering something to our clients, right? And that's, that's um, how do we measure it? How do we, how do we train our team? And everybody continues to grow and learn and, and get closer to practices that they really love. That is awesome. Okay. So there are going to be people listening to this and be like, Gwen, this sounds great. This sounds so awesome. Like I want to do all the things, but, 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 but there's always a, but, and you know, lawyers haven't like, there's a whole lot of objections going on here. So I would love, can you highlight maybe like two or three pain points that you commonly hear and then how you actually overcome that objection with what you guys are doing? Yeah. So um, in the world of lawyers, like you touched on it a minute ago, like lawyers say, it's not going to work in my practice and it's not going to work in my practice because the, the one we hear the most is the work we do is so unique it's right? oh my god! I've so I've so told so many people about you, and they literally that's their response every time. Our work is so unique. I've tried that before, but so it unique. didn't work. Yes, yeah. Which is two to me two different objections, right? The first one is it's so unique. Everything is you know a work of art, Michelangelo, right? I I you know there's no way you can put a price on it because I'm going to create it all from whole whole cloth every time. Yeah. Um, and and. If you really take a business eye, you look at your business through a business eye, that you are starting from a form, right? There is a form that you did not open up Word and say, okay, Word, what am I going to write today, right? And you didn't take a, make a 40-page document, right, starting with the first paragraph. You started with something. So looking at your practice and where are those opportunities, where are those repeatable processes, 
and every every business has one. So the litigators that we talk to, I'm like, you're going to file a complaint or you're going to answer a complaint, right? You're going to do discovery. You're going to do depositions. And, and you might not be able to say a deposition is X price, but you can say an, an, a deposition is going to range from this to this, depending on these factors, right? And if you, in our world, we do a lot of um, M&A type transactions. And so we now have nine years of historical data of, and we, and to some degree, if you've been practicing that area, you know, you know that there's a purchase agreement, you know that there's a note, you know that there's a lease, whatever, like you can map out like 80%. And one of the comments that clients, like the law firm clients totally get is think about it like um, a builder's allowance, right? Exactly. You're going into this and I know it's going to cost this. Now, there's going to be some issues that come up. Today, I don't know what those issues are. I don't. But it but it would be inappropriate for me to tell you it's going to be on the low end because I know something's going to come up. It does in every single deal. Same with litigation, right? You know that there are going to be some hiccups. There are going to be some things that were easy and you responded to really quickly. There are going to be some things that are more challenging. But if you break it down into those steps and then up in our world, assign a point value, right, to each of those steps, then clients get that it's going to be a $50,000 project, right? A forty dollars to a $60,000 project, right? And then on a, you know, depending on how long you're working with them on a quarterly basis, on a, you know, twice a month or twice a quarter basis, like coming back to them and saying, here's where you're, you're on, on track or off track. And that's incredibly powerful too. Like if I can tell a client in the middle of November, you are off track. You are, you are asking me to do a lot of things that you are now not in your budget for the quarter. So you have two choices. You can either slow down some of those things and push it to next quarter, or you can say they're important and we need to do them in this quarter, in which case we're either going to bump you up on the membership scale or we're going to charge overage points. But you're having that conversation with them beforehand. Before. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, uh, communication. Who knew? Right. And clients understand that they're going to pay you for the work. Right. This is, <laughs> this is so crazy because they're coming to a lawyer. Like, they know they're going to pay. They just want to know what they're getting charged. Like, exactly. that's it. Like, want to be surprised. What does that elusive $500 an hour include? Right? Like, it's truly, you are... It's really just you reversing and flipping the billable hour completely on its head and just switching the paradigm and the mindset of like, Correct. right? Like, what is that billable hour actually valued at? Okay. Like, instead of bill, like in billing it like that, you're just flipping it on its head and saying like, let's look at the big picture here about what, yep. we, about what we know and what we know to be true. 80% of this we can do on repeat. What are, and then that's on the, tw- it's like the 80, 20 rule just applied right. in billable hour. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we generally aren't going out more than about 90 days, although a lot of clients we've had for years. And so the word there, but we're planning for the 90 day, which is the way a lot of businesses, a lot of people think, um, and, and things come up and things change opportunities come up, right. That they may not have been predicting before, but the sort of back to your state and trust example, I think it's a perfect example. Because you can look back at all of the estate plans you've done and then what is the residual work and then just balance it out over the course of a year, right? Um, for us too, we get paid in advance, right? So we don't have collection issues. And if and that isn't hasn't been a problem for us, but in our mind, it's always like, if you're not willing to pay 
on the front end for us to do the work or at least get started on the work and invest our time in it, then you're, you're not going to be a great client for us, right? Like I'm not going to, we're not going to fight about the bills. We're not going to chase you down to get, to get paid. Um, and if you're having a, this is a fast, there's so many interesting byproducts, but one of them was when COVID hit, some of our clients called us almost first and said, we're watching our sales drop. We need to put our membership on pause. Well, what a better answer than I'm trucking along doing all that legal work for you. And next month, when I send you the bill, you're going to tell me you've got some cash flow problems, right? So it's just, it's, it takes all of the junk around pricing out and it lets you have a really heads up conversation on the front end that says, we're going to talk about what it costs. And sometimes we'll say, yeah, that's a, that's a $20,000 project. And they're like, I would have never thought it. Well, then let's, let's today talk about three or four different ways you could do it that isn't $20,000, right? Maybe you don't take on capital or maybe you don't put a profit interest in place for your employees today. Maybe you do a bonus plan, right? That's, you know, a one or two point project. And that it's just worth the moments where we sell to tell a client, you know what, you're off track and you are actually not using up your points. So we're going to lower your membership. I mean, client for life, right? Exactly. They're like, I mean, who can take a refund from their attorney? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. And for us, it's just next month, we're going to drop it down, right? We're going to not, but but the fact that we're the ones who are saying to them, right, you're, you know, it's going to be less. That's like unheard of in the legal industry. Like, we're actually not going to charge you as much this month. I just wanted you to know. Like, what? <laughs> like, clients would be like, I love you. Let's make out and you're my attorney for life. Right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean, in our world, we, um, clients sell. That's, that is how we ultimately lose our clients sometimes, although sometimes they come back for other things in the next, the next thing they're doing. But so I wonder if the attorneys that you're teaching how to do this particular method, because I have had so many conversations, I've had people on the podcast and just talking about this money mindset issue that attorneys often struggle with, right? Like we have this thing about talking about money and like how much things cost and how much we're making and how much we charge and mm. how much it costs to live our life. And like all, I mean, it's just like head in the sand a lot because we are very intelligent and attuned to a lot of things in our life, but sometimes we're not super financial literate, li- financially literate. And so we shame ourselves over that. So do you find maybe some of the difficulty in transition with your clients is revolves around this money mindset issue and talking to clients about money in a different way? It was funny you say that because I will also say I have the kind of best partner in the world and and we're yin and yang, right? Like what we're good at, what one is good at the other. And she is phenomenal of appreciating her value. And so sometimes I'll say, I'm, you know, I'm talking to this client and I, you know, Here's what's happening, and I'll go get like a little pep talk from Whitney. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's me hard. Me. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'm not disparaging that at all. Like, it is a very right. it's it's hard, but I find a lot, and, and including myself, and I'm allotting myself in this group. Is it is a lot? I've a lot of money mindset work has had to go on internally with me as an entrepreneur. So I can imagine when you're teaching someone to look at their practice and how they make money in a completely different way that that may trigger some serious like money mindset yeah. issues. Yes. And I also will say it is, it, it feels so much better 
to have the conversation on the front end and say to the client, here's the scope of the work or the range, right? Here's where we think you're going to start. And um, here's what we think that's going to cost and, and have them react then, right? Either like, great, sign me up, right? Or, oh, I didn't think I was going to have to spend that much. And we can have that conversation then versus I, I spent many years on the other side of that of like, I'm billing away, billing away, giving my heart and soul, working 24-7. Next month, I send you a bill that you had no, yeah. had no expectation that I was going to spend that much time on. And now I have to have a conversation where I'm really defensive, right, of the work yeah. and the decisions I made to do the work I decided to do for you, right? Versus I'm going to tell you it's 20000 and you say, mm, I have 10000 And we right then, I'm not going to discount it, but I could come up with a different plan that could fit in with your budget. Well, now, now the clients, like you've solved the problem and you've heard them, right? That's so those conversations are a million times, you know, easier. Empowering, honestly, like that's empowering. And when you can teach lawyers to run their practice from an empowered standpoint, instead of having to then constantly backtrack. And like you just said, defend their work and justify the amount of time it takes to, you know, do what they do well, you've empowered them with the value of their time and their worth and the same with the client. Yes. Yeah. And the clients have a budget, right? I don't care how big you are, big in-house lawyer, we have teams, we still have a budget. So it doesn't matter how big or how small you have a budget. And if, and if the lawyer is paying attention and respecting the budget, then again, the client is like thrilled and happy. And, you know, it just ends up with, ends up at the end of the day, I say this to my, to the M&A clients a lot too. I'm like, I'm doing this work because a year from now, when all the dust has settled, I want you to look back and realize or, or and feel like it was a great experience. So you think I'm fussing about this thing. I'm fussing about this thing because I know that a year from now, it's, it, you're going to regret it that we didn't fight about this. Um, yeah. I mean, didn't. you're like the wife and be like, just, I will, you're going to thank me for this later. Like, smile exactly. for the picture. we're going to, you're going to be glad we took <laughs> it. it. Like all yes. that. You're going to be real glad. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell me, five 20... years from now, you're going to wish you had the haircut, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And done, worn a different outfit and better shoes. Like the whole thing you're going to, yes. you're going to wish. Yes. So tell me about 2024 yes. with this, thing that you're building. Like, tell me about what you're moving towards in 2024 that we're moving into this new year. And I know you've got big goals for, I mean, let's talk about this. Where are you going in 2024? We're so excited. We're so excited. So we said one-on-one, a lot of one-on-ones and then mid-year this year really got clear on here is the way we can get this, the word out to more people, right? So we've got the course, we've created this um, platform, um, and then we're going to help, um, we've called it the accelerator. We're going to help small groups of law firm owners go through, um, a longer, like a year long program to, um, um, to build their firm the way they want to build it and, and get that constant feedback because it, it, it's, a, it's honestly just like the way we serve our law firm clients, right? Like sometimes the question is a two minute question. But if you don't answer that question right now, that question is incredibly valuable. It's going to be incredibly impactful. And if you don't ask it, it can have a big impact. And, and then we know we've done it our way. We've talked to, you know, had a handful of clients and we're going to learn from each other, which is 
one of the one of the most fun parts of this experience experience so far is finding all the people who are also mission driven, believe it can be different, all in, completely invested. Um, so I just like we're we feel like uh, like a coming out party, right? Like I do too. Like I am so excited to be a part of this, and I'm so excited that you are here on Powerhouse Lawyers, and that we can literally be a platform to you for you to share this message. How can people get in touch with you if they want to be a part of this accelerator or was is accelerator, accelerator right? It's accelerator accelerator yep. group or by the course or just get in the community. Yeah. Where how can people find you? Probably the easiest is LinkedIn, which is, I think, how you and I met. Um, so on LinkedIn, you can book a call and get on my Calendly and we can talk and see how we can, you know, we're really, and deeply, sincerely mean this, like we're on a mission to convince people they really can live the practice that they love. And being a law firm owner, you get to build exactly the practice you like and you love and you're not set in a way. It doesn't have to be. Nothing has to be right. Other there's some ethical rules, but within the ethical rules, right? Like it can be whatever you want it to be. And so, however, we can encourage someone, even if they're not, you know, if it's just that one call, and if there's something that we've said that's inspiring or helpful, like we are all in. Golly, all I mean, in. it really is. There is just I say it all the time. Like there is a different and better way. Like there is a different way to practice law. And yep. I am just so thankful that you are shouting this from the rooftops. I'm so thankful that we could be a part of shouting it for the rooftops. I just love this entire mindset shift, this paradigm shift. I just think the more you keep screaming it from the rooftops, where more people are just going to catch on. And it really, I think, could revolutionize the legal field and truly impact in such a positive way, both attorneys and clients. And really, you know, when we go to law school and you say, I want to help people, this is helping people. That is mm, what you are doing at the essence. You are helping people. And so I'm just, just blessed to know you, my friend. I'm just so Thank excited you. about the work you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, and back at you, Aaron. like, thank you for giving us a place to share it and shouting it. And um, we really that virtuous circle. I think about that all the time, like put good out in the world and like, it just, you get to meet really phenomenal people who are doing big things and have big impact. I want to hear from you though, too. Like what is your big, what's your big goal for 2024? Well, I'm, it's the same. My word for 2024 is impact. I just want to continue impacting as many women in the law that I can through community and connection to just let them know that they're not alone. They are not crazy. And there is a different and better way. And just come on board to the powerhouse lawyers community. And we see you. We love you. We are here to help you win. We are here for you to be able to have the career that you love. And I truly believe in 2024, this is a hill I'm going to die on is community is literally the answer to most every question you have in your life, in your business. You are one question, one contact away from everything that you need. From the mm. answer that you do not know, you are one question away. Because guess what? Even if that person you ask, if I ask Gwen a question and she doesn't know, then she knows somebody. And you just got your question answered in community. And so that is the impact that I want powerhouse lawyers to have in 2024 is just to know that in community, 
that is where the magic in the legal profession can happen. Truly, I believe it. I've seen it happen this whole year and I'm just excited to see more of it. Yes, I love it. And I love too, I feel like now is the time, right? Like I feel like people, harder to connect five years ago, 10 years ago. Now it's so much easier to build like really meaningful relationships and, and people are craving community and connection. Like they are just craving it. That is what people want at the end of the day. I mean, that's like the basic survival skill of like the humankind is like not kicked out of the tribe. Like no one wants to get kicked out of the tribe on like a primal level. So like community and connection is everything. People are craving it, especially after as insane the world has been since 2020. Like people just want to be together and to resonate with people who see them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we don't money. Great job. Great. Like, where are my people that are going to make me feel good inside? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. truly. Yeah. And yeah. And the fact that we can do it like from remote areas of the world, right. Or like across the country and, and find that one person in that community who's doing it when that just wasn't available for us. No. So I know we are both doing things that we wish we had in our careers. And I think that that's the true essence of a heart centered business is when you create what you wish you'd had, because you're doing it from the heart and want more people to not struggle with the same things that you did. So bravo to you, my friend. I mean, I can't wait to have this conversation again in a year and see how many people are not billing by the hour. (laughs) We need a little tally. We need a tally. How many hours are people not billing in 2024? Yay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So before we leave, we got to laugh. I'd love for you to share a legally blonde moment with our listeners before I let you go. Um, one is going to take me too long to think of like exactly what I said, but I closed something that was like this heartfelt, heartfelt email where I was trying to say, if you have any concerns, don't hesitate to call. But I said, if you have any concerns, please don't call. <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to bill you for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy was copied on. I was just like, I don't think that's exactly what you meant. I was like, that's not what I meant. That's that is not. Don't call because it's going to cost you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I'm like super heartfelt, like, you know. Love you so much. Like, please don't call. <laughs> don't call me. I'll call you. It's the famous, just, it's the famous right. bless your heart. Right. I love yes. it. Gwen, yes. this was such a fun conversation. Thank you so yes. much for coming on the show today. Yes. I appreciate you so much, friend. And I am yes. just a champion of your work. Thank you. And back at you. Back at you. Yes. See you guys next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening into the Powerhouse Lawyers podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you catch your podcasts. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you left a review. And because I know you are the type of woman who wants to see other women win, be sure to share this episode with someone who needs it. By sharing it, you are empowering a fellow sister in the law to know that she is not alone, that there is nothing wrong with her, and that she can build a life and career that she loves. Thank you. See you next week.